0: Hey, uh, you guys know that I have been here, and if you haven't been here, or if this is your first time here, we are doing our end of the year report um, over a cu- the course of several Sundays. And so, we're, what we're doing is we're taking our key ministry leaders and having them report to you on, the ask- on their ministry that they lead as a way of informing you how God has worked in this past year, and what to look forward to in this new year. You know, we as a church, we exist to express our gratitude to Christ for what He's done for us. Another way to think about it is we exist to glorify God, to exalt Him, uh, to help others understand His greatness. We exist to enjoy God and to teach others to do the same. What we do as a church then is we make disciples. That's what we do. A disciple is someone that's growing in surrendered obedience to all that Jesus commanded. That's what a disciple of Jesus is. And here at our church, we want to see us increase the quantity and the quality of the disciples that are being developed here, in terms of quality, we want our disciples to grow in obedience to Jesus' commands. as they do as God transforms their heart, their character, their their attitude, their uh, desires, they become more like Christ. they grow in christ like character, they become more, they take a hold of more of the qualities of Christ. In terms of quantity, we want to increase the number of disciples we're making here. And so our hope is that in this year to come, God would allow us to make better disciples and more disciples so that we grow wide and so that we grow deep. That is the goal. One of the main ways that we seek to make this happen is through our life groups. What are life groups? They're small to medium-sized groups that meet together to support one another, to challenge one another, to encourage one another, to hold one another accountable as they walk together on the path of discipleship to Christ. That's what a life group is. And we believe that a life group then is going to, that they will help us develop disciples that experience an increase in the quality of their discipleship, but also God will use these groups to expand the amount of disciples that we are working with. Um, this past year, we, we started, so two years ago, we started our life groups, and this past year, we added a life group, which brings our total number of life groups to six, and we have 73 people regularly participating in these six groups, which in a church this size is just Fantastic. But yet, there's still 30 to 40 adults that are not participating in a life group that we would love to see engage with one because we believe that discipleship best happens in community. This is how God made it to work. Um, if you're a part of another group that's not a life group for this purpose, then great, that's fine too. But you got to be a part of some A smaller band of brothers or sisters or a mix of the two, if we're really going to experience significant growth in the Lord. Um, One thing I want to point out is we are extremely appreciative to David Ryan Curzon as they have overseen this ministry in the last two years. they are going to be stepping down so that Dave can focus on his new role as a middle school principal. Uh, Ryan is actually leading this uh, new group that we started this past year, so it's not like they're totally withdrawing and they're still participating in, in the life groups. But um, I just wanted to give them a, uh, just a round of applause for their efforts. <coughs> So I am stepping in to oversee our our life groups, and we are planning to launch yet another life group here in October, which will bring our total to seven. Um, We are working on that. We are going to get that information to you. It's going to be led by Eric and Rachel Robinette and uh, Brett and Suzanne Roebuck, and it's going to meet on Thursday evening, which is great too, because you may know that a lot of our live groups meet on Sunday, so it's nice to have other dates. So stay tuned for details on that, but we're excited about that. I thought as a way to really encourage the people that... Are not participating in a life group to give them a try would be to interview some people that are participating in life groups, and have and are finding them very beneficial in their walk with Christ. Um, so that's what we're going to do this morning. I also thought it would be great to interview some people that are participating in life groups because it's a way that we can celebrate what God is doing through this ministry. So. Let's have Shane and Bethany Tyus come up. Let's have Bobby and Bob and Judy Musler. Let's have Eric and Rachel Robinette and Emily Moore come, this come to the stage. Let's give them a warm, abundant life welcome. <laughs> I think it's awesome that they're willing to do this. I know it takes a lot of courage to get up in front of a room full of people and have some conversa- you know have a conversation Bethany if you could do me a favor no the the microphone is underneath your chair i believe if you can reach okay. it thank you I fell down there and then there's a switch on it just flip it up and that will turn it on and we should be good one i don't need one we're good thank you so y- these individuals, they participate in life groups. I think the, the way to start is to say which life group you're participating in. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yes,
1: I'm in the, uh, the Kevin Hewitt and Justin Shackle life group.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in the Grable life group.
3: <laughs> I'm also with the Grables.
0: Bam.
4: Get to answer the easy questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we're in Jim and Brenda's.
0: Fantastic. Just hold on to it. Hold on to it. All right, so let me ask you this question because for some people, getting involved in a life group, like it just makes them all kinds of nervous and they're very apprehensive. And so I'm just curious from all of you, did you have, was there anything like that for you? Before you participated in one, maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but that's a pretty normal thing. So, um, go ahead.
4: Okay, for me there wasn't because we've done cell groups in the past before, so we kind of knew what they were like, and I was really excited to be in one.
5: Mm-hmm. Ditto. <laughs>
0: well, l- well, let me let me ask you this: what what was exciting you about being a part of one?
4: <laughs> I like the small groups where you get to know people, and, and it's just kind of getting comfortable, you know, with other people around. Sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
0: Were you excited, Bob, or were you neutral? <laughs> or were you not
5: excited? I was excited. Yeah. I do appreciate the small group settings and... Mm-hmm. and uh, more casual atmosphere and getting to know brothers and sisters better. And yeah, I, I enjoy it very much. Good. Yeah. The challenge is
0: in this group of, you know, this large of a group, it's just really hard to really connect in any sort of personal way. You know, typically a lot of the interaction is, how was your week? It was good, you know, and that's about all you can get to. So, yeah, we need another environment uh, for that sort of thing. So let me ask you, Emily, was it, were you nervous? Were you apprehensive at all I- in terms of getting connected to the Grable Life Group?
3: I already knew the Grables, and I was, I was kind of new to the church, mm-hmm. but I already knew the Grables from um, working with Katie at the florist and different things. So I wasn't really nervous about going. Mm-hmm. Um, I do tend to be a little bit introverted at Which times. is
0: awesome you're doing <laughs> this. <laughs>
3: Um, but so it wears me out. Yes. If that makes sense. It, just, it, it makes perfect sense. It wears me out sometimes. Um, but it's it's good and it, it gives me an opportunity because if I don't have anybody to talk to, I just go out the door. That's, that's right. That's just how I am. And yes, it, it kind of yeah. puts you in the situation to have people to talk to and, and open up and stuff like that. Because
0: your default would be <laughs> just to come just, and yeah. go yeah. and you would be fine with that yeah. in, in some ways, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so true. So... Um, if you are an introvert, you may find attending a life group it will take a lot out of you. It'll be good and it's needed, and it, but it'll be something that will, in some ways, get you out of your comfort zone. If you're an extrovert, you are refreshed and re-energized by being around people, and so when you're leaving a, a life group, you have more energy than what. Than what you had when you started the meeting, and that's we're just different that way, and it's totally okay to be introverted and feel like I gotta it's like sleep for the next three days after being with my group, right? It's okay. Yeah. Yep. And I guarantee that Jesus's disciples, some were extroverted, some were introverted, right? Mm-hmm. And they lived together for three years straight, basically, and traveled together. Man. Even if you're an extrovert, that, that could wear you out. So, absolutely. What about you, Rachel and Eric? What was it like? Were you apprehensive about getting connected? Were you nervous? Were there
2: was there any fear involved? Okay, you first. Me first. Me first. Okay, so um, I was not as nervous for the life group here, but um, I remember my first life group experience not not too long ago, and I remember you know, sitting in a parking lot on a rainy November night in in Kentucky, getting ready to walk into a house full of people that I didn't know any of them. And I was really kind of at a vulnerable place, like spiritually and in my life. And I was really, really scared. Like I'm not um, uh, socially, like I have hard time getting over that hump when I'm first meeting people. So to like go up and walk on, <laughs> knock on some stranger's door and hope it's the right address and <laughs> you're there at the right time and it's the right night of the week. And um, was really, really scary. And I think over a course of about two years of going to that life group, it went from something that was really scary to something that was kind of the highlight of my week. Mm. Um, here, still a little nervous because we were new to the church when we started going to the life right. groups. I had that connection to bring with me that like, okay, this is going to be worth the input effort, but there definitely is a, you know, hump to get over of like, well, I don't know anybody and we're just going to go to their house and talk to them. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say yes. Yeah. What about you, Rachel?
6: Yeah, I think uh, I definitely dealt with some of that nervousness, and it comes up in all kind of different ways for me personally. Sometimes, I don't know if this will help anybody, I hope it will, sometimes when I'm kind of walking in the door, or figuring out how I'm going to introduce, or even, it causes all kinds of questions to come up, am I enough, Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to say, okay, am I okay? Are the people I'm with okay? I'm only sharing that because maybe it'll help somebody. But Mm -hmm. um, if you show up, it it will be okay. (laughs) Mm.
0: Sure. But those are the insecurities that we often have to to deal with. Mm -hmm. And that come to the forefront when we're meeting new people, and especially a group of people. And
6: yeah, and yeah. maybe even if, like, so, sometimes, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, sometimes I feel shame about having shame or <laughs> feel <laughs> hesitant about, man, all these things are coming up. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. But um, that's okay that you feel that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, if it were going to happen at any time, it makes sense that it would be that time, and that's still okay too.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think what's nice, too, is that the life group leaders in particular, and I even think the group members know, like, that very well could be happening, right, and, and maybe have experienced that themselves. So, Thank yeah, thanks for sharing that. What about you, Shane and Bethany? <coughs> You're first.
7: Right. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I was excited. I was kind of excited and nervous. I was excited in a sense, like, I love to meet new people, and so that part, you know, sort of about but... Are you an extrovert? Um, I'm both. Okay. <laughs> I'm like an outgoing introvert. If there's no yeah. such thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, so yeah, I was nervous a little bit, um, because I've had experiences with life groups in the past of them being either like very heavy or very clicky. So for me, it was like, oh, what's, uh, you know, how's this environment going to be? And also, um, we have three kids, so I was like, "Oh, how are they going to survive the tyees?" So, yeah. <laughs> um, but when we went, I mean, it was awesome. And I mean, it's like such a family, welcoming atmosphere that instantly, you know, you can feel comfortable and like you can be yourself. And even last week, I think I told Alex, my old, our oldest, I said, "You know, we're going to go to Life Group," and she's like, "Oh, I love Life Group." So even for that, like family connection, has been awesome. Yeah. So,
1: absolutely. What about you, Shane. <clears throat> Um, I'm still dealing with fear about it, uh, to be honest with you, because I love Life Group, but um, I used to always complain about the larger churches because you felt like you, nobody knew you. You could easily come in and leave without having to know anyone. And then I found this church, and it's forced me in the opposite direction. Now I'm, like, in everybody's life. And it's uh, it's really good, but it's forcing me to deal with some things that I've never dealt with in my life. So um, I would say that it's... But at the same time, when I came to this church, I was so desperate for a community um, because I tried to walk my Christian life kind of like on my own without having to trust anybody. And that was a big thing I had to, to get over, and I'm still getting over it, but um every time we show up i always leave feeling more connected and i think it's it's starting to be not as much of a problem Mm -hmm. um but yeah i am still definitely i still have some you know fear about being extremely vulnerable
0: you know vulnerable with people so sure yeah absolutely appreciate you sharing that as well um Tell us about, like, what happens in your life group. Do you guys sit around and sing Kumbaya and drink Kool-Aid? Is that what happens? Go ahead. You got the microphone.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, you want it? Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, in our life group, we get together, and we've been – we watched a series called The Heart of Man, and we're in a book called The Cure Now. Um, and basically we kind of read together, like read apart from each other and then we come together and share what we what we kind of grew in from reading the material. Um, and there's a lot of open-ended questions that go around the group. So it's really kind of a, an, an opportunity for you to really share like what's going on in your life with Jesus based on the material that you're reading. Um, and obviously we have food too at the end, which is nice and prayer. And we get to pray into each other's lives in specific areas where people are struggling or maybe they just need extra prayer.
0: Do
7: mm-hmm. you want to add to that? Um, <laughs> we have an icebreaker question at the beginning <laughs> that helps. but uh, And then just like the fellowship at the end and usually eat and just hang out too. But also there's like a prayer support for our life group. Like if there's any prayer that you need, you know, I can get text to the entire life group and um, – I felt that a lot this week when I had a job change, and I could feel the, the prayers like from everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was awesome.
6: <laughs> <laughs> we eat. <laughs> um, we, I think, make a point to regularly share about what's going on in each other's lives, and I think I really get encouraged by that because people are vulnerable and deep at the same time. So I, I really get to hear a lot of statements like, well, Jesus is doing this. Mm. And that's that's pretty precious to me, uh, especially when people have been walking with him for a while. And um, you don't always get to hear that at church and, th- and how's your week. So I like that a lot. Mm. And um, we've been going through the book, um, The Easy Oak, right? Mm. That one's been really cool, too. We haven't been the speediest with the chapters, <laughs> but that's been Okay. <laughs> Sometimes our group has been a a soft landing pad for a little bit of life has passed, and who knows exactly what has happened, so let's just land soft and um, see what we can do to kind of help each other out and be there for each other. Um, What else did I miss?
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned food. It's worth just re-mentioning. We have a snack week (laughs) and a meal week. I can't ever tell the difference. (laughs) They all seem like meal week to me, Um, but... uh, That's nice. And yeah, I think the secret sauce of life groups is really vulnerability. Um, And the structures can vary a lot. But I think if you've got vulnerability, you're going to be making progress in discipleship. And I think that, you know, sometimes that vulnerability comes when we're talking about the book. Sometimes it comes when we're sharing prayer requests. Sometimes Mm. when it comes when we're just kind of socializing and talking about life. But I think people come and they're real and they're willing to share what's going on with them, what the Lord's doing in their life. Um, and uh, I think that's been the biggest blessing. Mm-hmm. Would you add anything, yeah. Emily?
3: Um, I would say for me, um, just support in all aspects of life. Hmm. Like, I mean, there's a spiritual key to it, right. but there's just also, hey, how's your family doing? How's parenting going? How hmm. You know, just that everyday um, application. Yeah,
0: which we so need. Mm-hmm. We need support in it all. Yep. Yeah. Very good. What happens in
5: the Curzon life group? Uh, we take some time for prayer requests, pray for one another's needs, um, and we get into our study. And we've talked about a number of different books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, afterward, we get together and eat, which is always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so lots of interesting foods. <laughs> And uh, we just have a a real good time of fellowship, and that means a lot to me also, just getting to know one another better, finding out that other people struggle with a lot of the same things we do and just laugh together. It's good.
4: I don't really have anything to add to it. They all kind of sound like we all do pretty much the same thing. Sure. Um, I will say we have some really good cooks. (laughs)
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I would agree with that, definitely, for sure. Yeah. Um, You've all kind of expressed this already, but I don't know if you would add anything to it. How has being a part of a life group made you feel more connected to this church, would you say?
4: Um. Yeah, I think we've pretty much said it all. I just, you know, kind of think it's a great way to get to know people on a little deeper level. Things you know. You come to church on Sunday morning and you say, Hi, how are you? And you always say you're good, even when you're not really that good. Mm -hmm. But when you get together like this, you you have a a chance to really get to know the people better. And it's easier to talk to them then and let them know how you
5: are. Mm -hmm. And we... Know, have specific prayer requests and uh find out some of the struggles your brothers or sisters are going through. It kinda pulls it to your heart and you know, you pray together and then a week or two later well, in our case two weeks later, come back together and uh, we talk about what the prayer requests were then and how God has worked and moved in those things. And it's yeah, it's really great to hear what God's doing in answering prayer. And sometimes that answer to prayer
0: comes through another Life Group member, right? Yes. yes. It sometimes works that way. Mm-hmm. How would you answer that question? How has being a part of a Life Group help, helped you f- to feel more connected to the church?
3: Oh, I was very new to the church. I've only been here a couple weeks when I started going to the Life Group. And um, it just gave me an opportunity to meet people and, mm-hmm. I don't know, just see where they're coming from and, and to understand that everybody is going through life in different ways, but the same way as you're going mm-hmm. through life.
0: We all have our stuff, don't we? I've yet to m- meet a person that doesn't have junk. Yep. <laughs> we all got it.
2: I would just say we came, we didn't know anybody really in the church, and we didn't really know anybody in Massillon, so we had just moved here, didn't know anybody, and while I will say this church is better than almost any church I've ever been to about that you could just meet somebody after the service and get to know them, it's still a hard way to get to know people, so I think Life Group was really our first gateway into, like, really getting to, like, know some, some people, and when I think about, you know, we've made some relationships since, but, you know, a lot of our... You know, first friendships and people that we had connection with were from Life Group, so you know, got to go on. You know, after Life Group, got to go on a bike ride with the Curzons, You know, bought a cow with Jerry Shackle from Wayne <laughs> County Fair. I mean, like, we made some friends through Life Group, and um, and that's really important when you when you don't know anybody. I remember getting invited to a Super Bowl party at the at the Grey Bulls, and it's just like when you're new to a town, you're new to a church, like you didn't have anybody to go to a Super Bowl party with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I will commend the group for for even letting new people in because I remember at that party, Jerry and I forget who else were reminiscing about playing football for Tuslaw in 1967. I'm like, wow, <laughs> these people have known each other a long time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jerry could throw that ball a quarter mile. <laughs> All right, you bought a cow.
2: <laughs> yeah. <You did. laughs> oh. I'm just trying to think
1: of what... You don't have a, f- a barn, do you? We or bought
7: half of
1: it. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you meant a cow. Like, Okay, because you live on 4th Street. I was like, where does that cow live? All
0: right. Okay, all right. That would be awesome, though, on 4th okay. Street.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Um, okay,
1: so I... I'm still learning church etiquette. Um, when when I came here, I thought a good time to meet people was after the service, and I found out that's not true um, because it's everybody's, you know, we're all leaving, trying to catch up with our kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, is in life group, that's where we can actually start talking about what's going on beyond the I'm good. Like, oh, everything's good, which I'm trying to be cognizant about saying but I don't want to freak anyone out when they ask me, and I'm like <laughs> <Right>. horrible, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, I'm not doing that horrible really. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so that's that's all I got on that.
7: Um, Yeah, I would just say, too, it's hard in, like, like a church setting. Like, I'm not a small talk person, so it's like I'm chasing kids or whatever, so you're not really going to get my full attention in a church setting no matter how hard I try. But when um, you're in a life group setting, that just helps that you can really be much more open and vulnerable and get past the hi, how are you, and how's the weather. And that's where I like to connect more with people. So life group, like, really allows you to do that. So it's like if you want to grow – deeper with someone that's you, you really want to get involved in the life group. And then you will feel more connected with everybody on Sunday because, you know, you've already met with them mm-hmm. at a deeper level earlier in the week. So,
0: Very good. Uh, so, again, a life group, we see it as one vehicle to increase the quality and quantity of our discipleship. Mm-hmm. How has God, um, and I, you all have been participating for different lengths of time, right? So, but in the time... Let me ask you, we'll answer this question. How long have you been participating? One. And the second question is uh, how is God using this group to grow you in your discipleship to Christ? So it's two questions.
7: Um, how long have we been there? Six? I mean, I think we went six? We Probably right when we started, which was almost a year now. Well, a year in December, December or November. November. Okay, almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess for me, it's like I've always had this open relationship with God, but kind of like this protective relationship when it came with people. Um, And just through even stuff I went through in the church, it was more like church people I didn't feel like I could always open my heart to. Um, But the life group and just how accepting everybody has been and how people have been so vulnerable Um, and shared even weaknesses, and me even sharing some of my own weaknesses or things from the past, and people just actually feeling even more connected and more respected from that, it was, like, totally shaking me up and getting me to see, like, wow, God, like, you really, I really can, like, trust people. I really can grow with people, and it's been just taking off a lot of guards in my own heart and allowing me not just to grow, like, one-on-one with God, but the only way you can really grow with God is not just one on one, but you know, with everyone, and and then you can grow even stronger. So, yeah. that's been awesome.
1: Um, it's it it was easy for me looking back to just I, I couldn't deny that I had a relationship with Jesus. I it, you know he he got me to where I'm at, but I really was afraid of getting to know people in the church for for various reasons and um i think when i came here i was to a point where i was like i cannot do this walk alone and god was really burning things out of my life when i got here um i thought you know that i knew a lot about a lot of things and i, I see how pride can really get in when you're doing it alone and uh, this church is especially the life group Um, When we're in when we're together like that, there's been a lot of things in my heart that have come up because a lot of the guys in our life group are so heart level and they're very relational and it's not just mind theology. And, you know, it's more just like real life and heart level things that I've never dealt with. And in relationships, like in the world outside of the church, you can just kind of hang out and it doesn't. Sorry. Um, (laughs) That's how we hang out. (laughs) Um, but, and you can just not ever get real about anything and you can go home and your whole life can, can just be going all over the place and they don't, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. But, um, this group that I've been in, I've just found that like, this is the cry of, of my heart and I can see that other people are are, are getting there too, or, or they may have already been there before we came, but, um, where it's like we can actually be real, like what's going on in our life, and how does this? How do we put this into the context of what's true in our relationship with Jesus? So I'm in a place where I know beyond the shadow of a doubt I cannot do this alone whatsoever, and I'm just so that's. I hope I stayed on track with that question. Yeah, yeah
0: great. That's. How's God growing you two in discipleship to Him through the life group?
6: I think a similar chord with what was just said for me that um, I think pride and insecurity are a really interesting double-edged kind of blade in my life. And I did not Mm. know that that was kind of taking root. And without shaming myself or anything like that, um, I think, yeah, it's really interesting how I think I knew a lot of things. (laughs) And then coming out into group, it just being very different, very humbling, finding that it was a relief even to semi-break down in front of other people or just feel what I'm feeling in front of other people. And that's that's pretty special.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think uh, Life Group has taught me a lot about what it's like to live in um, Christian community. Um, I think one of the things that we are naturally in our worldly state sort of primed to do is to live in sort of a, 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 a quid pro quo relationship with everybody, right? Like I give a little, but I have to get a little back and I have to, or if I get a little, I have to give a little back. I mean, think about what it would be like, you know, to go to a potluck and not bring any food. You know what I mean? Like we actually like, some people get like anxious about that. Like I can't show up with no food. You know what I mean? And Life Group is the place that you can show up with no food. You know what I mean? <laughs> and still eat <laughs> plenty. Um, and I know that sounds silly, but I think one of the gifts to other people is being able to actually receive. Like, we don't, we, you know, being able to receive what other people have to offer. And mm-hmm. sometimes what you're offering to others, you don't even know that you're offering it, you know. And I think that's the hallmark of Christian community is nobody's keeping score. And I think life groups taught me a lot about that.
3: I would just sum it up in a couple words that you can't have fear and faith in the same room.
0: Hmm. Uh, tell tell us more about that.
3: <laughs> I really struggle with that. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. Just just depending on God for things and not depending on yourself. Hmm. And um, because when you're depending on yourself, that's when the fear and pride hmm. and things like that sneak in. Hmm. Um, but if you have faith in God, it, there's no place for fear. Mm. There's just no place for
0: it. Yeah. Perfect love yep. casts out all
5: fear. Yep. Very good. I really yeah. like what Eric just shared. You know, yeah? We, we don't maybe realize how God might be using us to help somebody else out. Yeah, but, um, And I'll say on
0: that. Um, And the passage that Ron read earlier, it's about we are one body, many parts, right? And for us to all grow in maturity in Christ, we need each other. Bob and Judy, you have things I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have. And we all need each other in the gifts that God has given us to see us all grow up into maturity. I heard one pastor say at one point, if you want to experience God's power, be with his church, because that is the, the locus of his power. And so as, so to the extent you want to be uh, see God move in your life is to the extent that you need to be connected to
5: the church. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, uh, we've looked at a number of different scriptures, studied a number of different things since I think we started in Jim and Brenda's life group probably about the second or third meeting they had. And... Um, We'll have videos from different Bible teachers like Philip Yancey mm-hmm. and some of the insights. Love is Afro. Yeah. If yeah. I had hair, <laughs> I would grow an Afro like Philip Yancey. <laughs> you know, you know um, there will be insights that are shared from him or from, from the other group members that, you know, I'll think, oh, yeah, I didn't see it that way before, but that's good. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that helps us all out. Uh, sure
0: your turn <laughs> um, how has being a part of a life group t- uh, helped you in your discipleship to Jesus
4: okay i don't not quite sure that this actually answers it but one of the things i was going to mention I- is um sarah has been such a blessing mm-hmm. to me i just <laughs> i l- i just love um being around her, listening to her speak, and she has so encouraged me to be so honest and sincere in what I say, and
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm not sure if that actually answers the question. Absolutely, I'll tell so.
0: you why this answers the question, <coughs> because when we went through the Upside Down Kingdom, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, um, it, it, when he talks about, like, why we do the things that we do is like fasting and prayer, like we do that because we sincerely want to see God glorified. Um, mm-hmm. He talks about being honest with our words, making our yes, a yes, our no, a no, yes, not right. deceiving people right. with our words. and often yeah. we deceive people through how we speak because we're wearing a mask or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I, yes, that is I a mark of a really true really disciple of Christ. I
4: really and it has encouraged me to try and be more that way. Absolutely. I, I am a real introvert. I'm sure you know that by now, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really encouraged me.
0: Awesome. And I'm sure what you just said just encouraged her immensely, right? And that's, that's the power of, of being in community. So, um, Well, actually keep this. What would you say to a person that's considering joining a life group? and is just really un- unsure about it.
4: Oh, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just just go ahead and give it a and try. And
0: that's coming from a self-proclaimed <laughs> et- introvert.
5: <laughs> there you go. Go ahead. <coughs> uh, uh, yeah, I agree, <laughs> of course. Um, I think one thing we all struggle with, I know I do, a confession here, that you know the the scripture in Hebrews, it, it tells us... Uh, we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but we should do it more and more as we see the, the day approaching. And there's always so many different things in, in life that fight against that. But, and when we look at what uh, Paul wrote in Romans 1 and in, in Timothy uh, about what was going to take place in the future, and we see those things coming to pass, we see the day approaching, so I guess we should be getting together more and more good emily
0: what would you say to a person that is just thinking about being a part of a life group and
3: i would tell them to do it um many many reasons the life group i'm in there's a lot of mature christians and um it's very beneficial um because with maturity comes wisdom and we're supposed to be learning from our elders and, and learning to grow and and it's a good time to get together um
2: that's what oh, I would say. Great answer. I would say do it and give it six months and bring your vulnerable self. And I can tell you from the people I've met in the life groups that there's people that are going to respect your vulnerability. And, and, and if you do that, I think you will never want to stop going.
1: <coughs> I don't mean to be the most profound on the stage, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i'm really excited to hear what you have to say like i i feel like we need a drum roll
1: yeah. if you want to grow go yo
0: <laughs> nice i like it that was cute. lyrical um, poet i love it that's lovely
7: um yeah you're <laughs> like compete with that um yeah, you're only really going to get the, f- like, Sunday church, like, it, it's great, and it's important to be a part of that, but you're really only getting, like, a taste of what um, I believe God means for the church and for community, because if you don't get past that, like, you're just getting at one level, and mm-hmm. um, and also, like, from, like, a mom perspective, like, if you have children, like, to me, it's so wonderful that my kids are getting to, like, grow up with these new families and see what Christian community is like, so even when they're in the world, they can see the difference, like, wow, they're so open and kind and, like, showing God's love here, but, wow, this is different in the world, and that they can see that, and they'll want, you know, the Mm -hmm. positive side, and, like, just the fact that my kids want to go to life group means a lot, so, like, even if you have children, like, consider getting them even involved and that's awesome so
5: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> very very good let's give them a round of applause So I'm going to tell you three ways you can get connected to a life group if you're interested. One way would be you can simply, there's an email address in our bulletin, ALCFOhio at gmail.com. You can send an email, hey, I'm interested in getting connected, and then we'll start the process. You can come and talk to me. Um, Another, sorry, Um, another, so uh, coming and talking to me is another way to get connected or you can just directly talk to one of the life group leaders. Why don't the life group leaders that are here today, why don't you stand up so that people know who you are? All right, so here's some of them. I don't know if that's all of them, but you can just tra- talk to them directly. You can have a seat. So what I, what, I tell you, what I want to tell you to do, though, is to try them all. I want you to try them all and do not feel bad or guilty if you show up to one and you don't come back to it. Like our life group leaders know that we're encouraging people to try them because, look, you've got to find the one that's a fit for you. Uh, fit as far as your schedule, a fit as far as you relationally and where you're at on your journey with Christ. And again, it's not all about getting, right? You're going to, it's this mutual service that you're going to be engaging in, but it's got to be a good, good fit for you and your family, kids, you know, that sort of thing. So try them all. And I love Eric's suggestion of you know, once you land on one, you gotta give it time. You've gotta give it at least six months, I think is a is a great time frame. And if it's not working for whatever reason, come back to me. Let's figure it out why why it's not working, right? And also I wanna tell you too, not every life group you attend, every meeting is gonna be a home run. That's just not how Christian community works. Sometimes you go and it just It wasn't this like ten out of ten time, right? So expect that. Like there, there's nothing. Yeah. So expect that there are going to be times where ah, I thought I could have been better, or boy, I wish we would have done this, or whatever. So expect that too. But I really do believe if you come with some vulnerability and a willingness to learn and grow and to encourage others in that, um, God's going to use that in your life and in the life of the other people in our church. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for these brave individuals that were willing to come and to share their experience in our life groups. Lord, thank you that you have designed things that uh, we need one another, and that as we love and serve one another, that is going to help people see how wonderful and great you are, and it's going to enable this this church here at Abundant Life to grow in maturity Um, so that we more fully represent you. And Lord, as we invite people, even our non-Christian friends and unchurched friends, uh, people to partake in life groups, um, you're going to grow and expand our reach, and more and more disciples are going to be made. There are some people, for whatever reason, that won't step into a church service, but they would come to a life group. And so it's just one more on-ramp to the life of your body here at Abundant Life and, and, and one more on-ramp into a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that you would bless our, our life group leaders this school year as they love the people in their group and provide leadership to the group. Uh, give them wisdom. and May their relationship to you be intimate and close and strong so that they are serving out of their overflow. Give these groups direction. We pray that this would be the best year of these groups yet. We love you, Jesus. It's for you and your glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen.